0: Good morning. Today is the 17th of June 2018. It's Father's Day and um, I'm Jacob, your friendly layperson, and this is the daily morning office. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I am mom and dad both to my son, so I get both days. So I already got a really cool present and um, it's a cool shirt that I've been wearing around for like every day for a week because it's just so sweet that he got it for me and I get to pretty much do what I want for the whole weekend, so we've been doing a lot of fun stuff. I hope it's a really awesome time for everybody out there. Um, This is maybe the first year in a while that I haven't felt incredibly sad about both my not having a father and Jack's not having a father, although for very different reasons. For those of you that that don't know, um, my father died when I was 12, a cancerous brain tumor, and. quite frankly due to some poor choices in my life um Jack has never had a father um and i do believe as i often say that it's better to have no father than a crappy one um and i i do think that i've done the very best that that i can do to be both parents for him but those things used to really bother me a lot and i think it speaks to um the depth of my and Jack's relationship with the lord that we absolutely on this day feel no lack. Um, my heart though still goes out to those who, who do, who on this day feel the emptiness. And so my prayer is for, for all of us who have have lost or have pined for that which we never had. And may we all feel full and complete in our love with the Lord. And may we feel just so overwhelmed by the immensity of his love for us that we cannot possibly be pining for anything else because in the end when we pine for something when we search for something when we desperately seek something it's God in relationship with the Lord we may look for it other places to be somewhat trite but it's God it always comes back to God so um that being said we're going to start our morning prayer and let me tell you what the readings are for today you might be slightly disappointed to know that there are not special readings for Father's Day. Um, maybe I can make some up next year if you'd really like me to. But we just use proper six. So this is the week of the Sunday closest to June 15th. Um, readings can be found on page 971 of your Book of Common Prayer. This morning they are Psalms thir- 93, 96, Numbers six twenty two through 27. Acts 13, 1-12, and Luke 12, 41-48. So we are using morning prayer right 2, and our opening verse starts on page 78. Send out your light and your truth, that they may lead me, and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. In thought Let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O that today you would hearken to his voice. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. Come, let us adore him. Psalms 93 and 96 The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He is girded with strength. He has established the world. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. More majestic than the thunders of mighty waters. More majestic than the waves of the sea. Majestic on high is the Lord. Your decrees are very sure. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. O sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be revered above all gods, For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, The Lord is king. The world is firmly established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. For he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. So, Numbers 6, 22 through 27. Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the Israelites. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our first canticle is 16, the Song of Zechariah or Benedictus Dominus Deus, on page 92. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our New Testament reading is Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 12. Now in the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers Barnabas, Simon, who is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, a member of the court of Herod the ruler, and Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had John also to assist them. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they met a certain magician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man, who summoned Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God. But the magician, Elimus, for that is the translation of his name, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now listen, the hand of the Lord is against you. And you will be blind for a while unable to see the sun immediately mist and darkness came over him and he went about groping for someone to lead him by the hand when the proconsul saw what had happened he believed for he was astonished at the teaching about the lord then paul and his companions set sail from paphos and came to perga and pamphylia john however left them and returned to jerusalem but they went on from Perga and came to Antioch in Pisidia. And on the Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue and sat down. After the reading of the law and the prophets, the officials of the synagogue sent them a message saying, Brothers, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, give it. So Paul stood up and with a gesture began to speak. Whoops, I went on far too long. I was supposed to stop at 13. So I stopped after John, however, left them and returned to Jerusalem. Forgive me. (laughs) Our second canticle is 21 and can be found on page 95 of the Book of Common Prayer. You are God, we praise you. You are the Lord, we acclaim you. You are the Eternal Father, Come then, Lord, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Luke Luke chapter 12, verses 41 through 48. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for everyone? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and prudent manager? whom his master will put in charge of his slaves, to give them their allowance of food at the proper time. Blessed is that slave whom his master will find at work when he arrives. Truly, I tell you, he will put that one in charge of all his possessions. But if that slave says to himself, my master is delayed in coming, and if he begins to beat the other slaves, men and women, and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour that he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. That slave who knew what his master wanted but did not prepare himself or do what was wanted will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. From everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. And from the one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Save your people, Lord, and bless your inheritance. Day by day we bless you. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Lord, show us your love and mercy. and you, Lord, is our hope. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in your favor. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. on our readings before we go into our our time of personal prayer um we'll kind of go through them in order here so it's very interesting to me that in numbers moses blesses the israelites or maybe the better way to say that is that god blesses the israelites through moses so moses is an intercessor here and um in my hang on just a second let me get back to the reading And in my study Bible, it speaks to that a little bit. So I'd like to read um, what my Bible says. And if you guys uh, hadn't heard me say this before, I have the new Oxford Annotated Bible, the fifth edition. It just came out this year. Um, It's a new Revised Standard Version with the Apocrypha. It's an ecumenical study Bible. So if, if you're interested, message me and I can tell you. I just got it off Amazon, but I really have been enjoying it. So... What my commentary has to say about this is a priestly blessing of the congregation provides a safeguard against defilement by infusing the camp with the power of divine blessing. The blessing consists of three lines of poetry. Each line contains two verbs, the first of which summarizes an activity of Yahweh upon the worshiper, bless, shine, and lift, and the second describes the results of God's actions, keep, be gracious, give peace. Each line of the blessing is longer than the previous one, reflecting the hope for ever-expanding blessing. The discovery of a form of this blessing on a 6th century BCE silver amulet from a burial cave near Jerusalem underscores its central role in ancient Israel. And particularly about verse 27, God rather than the priest blesses. The priestly blessing provides an ideal portrait of the community. Where God pays attention to persons where blessing and security drive out impurity, and where the achievement of wholeness and peace, the Hebrew Shalom, is possible, I just think that's beautiful, and I think it sets us up for the rest of the readings um in considering how important the intercessor um intercessor rather in in this case, Moses is and is we so often are um just joining our voices together in the daily office can be considered a form of intercessory prayer although there are some faith traditions have some very specific guidelines about that but i think anytime we lift our voices up and pray for others we are interceding and to that effect it, it kind of goes along with something that you've probably heard said often which i have and that's that you know when god does wonderful things it's just because i've gotten out of his way and let him do them And I think it is that way with intercessory prayer. If we can clear our own junk out enough to make ourselves a clear flowing conduit for the Lord, that is when He blesses through us. And we're we're just the pass through. We're just like the pipe through which the holy light flows like water. Um if you'll forgive the (laughs) mixed imagery and metaphors there. But at any rate, um so I think that sets us up nicely to know how important it is to intercede and um and how God does bless through us or use us um, for blessing. So let's see, continuing on to act. So I think what is really, there are a couple of things that are really important here, or at least that jumped out at me. I shouldn't say really important. I shouldn't presume that what's important to me is also what's important to you. but if we um if we turn back to acts, so firstly, I think it is very interesting in verse seven that the proconsul was an intelligent man, but he'd been fooled by this magician, right, and to me, in a strange way, that was reassuring because often when i'm fooled um and and I'm fooled often it's it's part of the the other side of the coin of trust right if you trust god and you believe the best in people sometimes you're fooled and that's okay it's not that god allowed you to be fooled and i think there's an important difference here intelligence can be fooled the holy spirit cannot because the proconsul was fooled by the magician and But then in verse 9, but Saul, also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, so my prayer would be knowing that I cannot save myself with my own intelligence, be that the Holy Spirit lends me the wisdom and discernment to see through foolery and to see the truth. And not for the purposes of, of punishing the fool, but for the purposes of, being able to keep my sight focused and fixed on on what is right and continue to walk towards the light so once um, Saul recognizes the deceit and villainy is what it's called in verse 10 of the magician he says will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord this jumped out at me because I think it is what we so often do we take the straight line and we make it convoluted we get in the way of ourselves and of others and that's no good right we want to be a path to the lord not a roadblock in the path to the lord and then in verse 11 now listen the hand of the lord is against you and you will be blind for a while unable to see the sun and that's exactly what we what happens when we get in the way when we get in between ourselves or others and the lord we are blinded it it is very much like like a shadow blocking out the light of the sun and so we just have to ask for the holy spirit to remove it um otherwise we're like the blind musician who goes about groping for someone to lead him by the hand okay last thing about this passage and it's a little bit of an aside because it's not along the common theme but the last verse here um john however left them and returned to jerusalem again, reassuring to me that there are some relationships that are enduring. Our relationship with God should be enduring. Um, I would hope and pray that our relationships with our spouses would be enduring, All we know, although we know that, that God gives us grace when we try our hardest and it just doesn't work, right? But John returns to Jerusalem. He doesn't continue with them forever. There are some partnerships that are for a season and i I know that that's probably been said before, but when I see recognition of that, it just gives me heart because whenever a relationship um falls away or I become separated from a friend and and being a military person i I have lots of friends all over the globe, but um not all of them are right here with me, right, and sometimes I miss them, and so this helps me to know that that it it's not any kind of um curse or something that I've done wrong because we tend to at least I do tend to self blame but just some some, um, partners are only physically with us for a season so anyway uh, last on that and then we go on to Luke and we kind of pull all of this together at least I feel like we do so I think what we learn in, in this reading from Luke can be summed up in the last verse from everyone to whom much has been given much will be required and from the one to whom much has been entrusted even more will be demanded so this i think wraps everything up right so we we looked at moses as a priest interceding on his people's behalf and the lord blessing his people through them i think that's an example of how it goes when when it goes rightly when you get out of god's way to circle back to what we were saying before and then there's acts where you have this advisor, um, Bar Jesus, that is getting in the way instead of stepping out of the way. So he's blocking the flow of, of the light, or or blocking the blessing of the Lord, as opposed to, being a space for that blessing to to flow through. So that's an example of when it doesn't go right. And here is here is God's. You could use the word warning, but I'd rather speak. I think it. It it brings it home a little bit more clearly to speak about it. Um, it is God telling us how very important this role is, how very important um, our connection with others is. So, it, yes, you could absolutely say warning, but it helps us feel the weight of what we are when we speak God's word when we speak God's blessing when we allow the Lord to flow through us and how important it is to do our work our work is not the blessing itself our work is to clear ourselves out enough to to do the hard work of getting rid of our junk and allowing the Lord to heal our wounds and as Brene Brown would say you know rumbling with our stories so that God can do it through us that's our work removing all the blocks all the clogs so that God can flow through freely through us. And those of us who are called at different times and different seasons to be a conduit of blessing and healing, God takes that very seriously. And it is a very a serious thing it's very important work to make oneself a clear path and and so that's that's what I see all wrapped up I'm sorry if that was a little convoluted or if I didn't say it properly and I I just ask the Holy Spirit extends grace so that the words as as they are meant to be not as I might have mangled them come through to your ears so there you go and continuing on then with our personal prayer we're gonna pause for a minute and we're all gonna say personal prayers and uh, then we'll come back and finish the service thank you and you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy, has always protected us and loves us as a mother loves her children. We go in peace to follow the good road and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.